tap in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture. What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the host of Pulse Radio, in the building for another edition of our amazing show on today. Uh, we're going to be recapping the week that was uh, this past July has been insane and July's already over. Before I start, I want to send positivity to everyone that's going to be going back to school within the next couple of weeks or also starting school. I know my brother's going to be going to high school. Shout out to William heading to Northeast High School. So shout out to my brother, William. And shout out to everyone that is starting their new school journey. So I definitely hope that everyone has an amazing school year that's going to be starting really soon and all of our college freshmen uh, that are going to be moving in. Hope that, you know, the pandemic doesn't stop the amazing experience that you will be getting from your institution no matter where you go. So hope that, you know, we're able to stay safe. We're able to wear our mask. And by the time of homecoming, we're able to mitigate COVID. And also want to start by thanking everyone that watched my TikTok in real, my real on HBCU Pulse and the TikTok I posted on the Pulse Radio 100 TikTok. It got 24,000 views. 24,000 views, y'all. The Sha'Carri curse, man. Y'all were feeling that, man. Y'all felt a way about that no matter what. People were agreeing. They were sharing it. But also people were upset. They were like, this is absurd. You need to shut up. There's no Sha'Carri curse. Well, does not no Sha'Carri curse. It was a bit, y'all. It was a bit. <laughs> if you're not into radio and podcasting, a bit is like, you know, a like comedic moment or a moment that's sort of pre-planned. Like I knew I was going to put all that together and talk about the Sha'Carri curse because I agree that Sha'Carri was done wrong. Now, granted, I wasn't joking about that one. I think Sha'Carri was done wrong, and we'll talk more about that in a second. But y'all, don't get upset at me. I'm not losing my mind. Team USA isn't cursed. As a matter of fact, they've been doing just fine. Like they won some medals. You know, the basketball team has bounced back. You know, Team USA in gymnastics. I know Simone Biles decided to drop out for mental health reasons, and we support the GOAT. But, you know, Team USA, the gymnastics team has still been killing it. Shout out to Team USA. Y'all are doing y'all's thing in all the countries, man. Luka Dantage is killing it. So shout out to everyone at the Olympics. Um, hopefully everyone is safe and, you know, they're being safe to mitigate the spread of COVID. Uh, but I would talk more about the Olympics because clearly that's what y'all want to hear about with 24,000 views on Instagram and TikTok. But I have to talk about the baby, right? The baby has had a very interesting 2021. We're going to try to break it down, but we have to start at the beginning of the year. So in March, the baby slapped a woman at his show and it was during Women's History Month. And I think it was on Women's Day where he basically assaulted a woman at his show. Don't know how he escaped that one on Women's History Month, but okay. So then the baby is in June around the time of Juneteenth and Father's Day. The baby has a moment where he drops a new single with Tory Lanez. Does a 360 heel turn on Megan Thee Stallion. And then Scat wasn't even that much of a good song. I don't know why he decided to do that song with Tory. But turns on Megan. Then allegedly, got to say allegedly because he said it was hacked. Allegedly retweets a tweet making light of Tory allegedly shooting Megan. And then Megan wasn't feeling it. And then the baby, instead of just, you know, chopping it up behind the scenes and telling Megan, listen, I was hacked. I do not believe that. And I was wrong for that. That was wrong for happening. I apologize for the hurt it caused you. He decided to stand on what happened and say, I don't got no beef with you, thug. I don't got no bad energy against you. Instead of just being quiet and just apologizing and laying low. 
And I thought that after that, maybe the baby would lay low. He would just let the music speak for him. But then he goes on his social media. He decides that he wants to, to humiliate two young men that were out selling candy. Yeah, they were trying to upsell him a bit. I think they were trying to get 200 a box on the, on the candy. And then the baby decided to teach them a street lesson and record them. And hey, they trying to finesse me. I used to sell candy back in the day. And it just wasn't a good PR look. And I was like, okay, listen, this is insane. I don't know what the baby is on. I saw a lot of folks that were saying, where is his PR team? I don't think he has one at this point. I think it's him at this point. So he then goes to Rolling Loud. And of course, you know, you've heard the homophobic comments that he made. But that wasn't even the worst part of the show. Like, he brought out Tory Lanez. He was just straight wilding, you know, at the show. But, of course, with Rolling Loud... He talked about HIV in a very weird way. And also he, you know, decided to go at the LGBTQ community in a very weird way. You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks, put a cell phone like that. Fellas. Lights up. Fellas, if you ain't suck in the parking lot, put your cell phone like that. Let's be real. So yeah, so I don't know what made the baby decide to go on that rant, but um, due to this rant, you know, he got canceled and like he actually really got canceled. Like people throw around the word, oh, he's canceled. She's canceled. No, the baby got canceled and his cancellations. He was dropped from this clothing line, Boohoo Man. Like he was, I guess, you know, an endorser or a spokesperson for Boohoo Man. They dropped him. And also Lollapalooza, which as I record, this is going on right now. The baby was, was supposed to perform at Lollapalooza today on Sunday, but we found out that he was canceled from performing and he was replaced with Young Thug and G Herbo. Like the baby literally has been canceled for his remarks at Rolling Loud. But I think it was long overdue. Um, you had a lot of legends, like music legends have just came out to just tell the baby, listen, what you said wasn't right. Questlove, Elton John, Madonna. And Elton John and Madonna, like, you know, they specifically were talking about, you know, just misspeaking about what he was saying about HIV. They went out and were like, no, that's not true. And then Questlove just was disappointed in him. And then the baby was like, I don't know who Questlove is. Who is this man? And it's like, bro, you're not making your case any better because clearly you don't know music. Because how do you not know Questlove? But okay. So it's just an odd situation. And, you know, I want to speak on this right here. So the baby, after he was dropped by Boohoo, man, he, he said a lot of crazy things on this past week. But he said for any brands, networks, or artists that like to profit off a of rapper's influence on the culture without understanding it or having the patience to deal with what comes with the position we play in our culture. And he just talked about being human. But here's my thing about baby and what he's going through. Being human does not mean that you can say or do whatever you want to. Dude, you got to read the room. You have to understand the times and the culture that we're in. And rampant homophobia, that's not what we do now. We should have never have done it. But that's definitely not where we are now. We live in a society where we want to do right by people and we practice real human decency. And the way that the baby behaved at Rolling Loud and the way that he's behaved over this past few months has been asinine. The brilliance of human life is that we're able to grow from our experiences and our situations. The baby could have grown from March, from the Meg situation, from all of these situations, yet he's continued to be boisterous, about his actions and he's continued to stay on his BS and now your consequences are bigger. 
Maybe with, you know, the situation with Meg, people are trying to say that Meg did songs with Cardi and Nicki and they have issues. So basically, you like his fans and a lot of folks that support the baby did a bunch of what about isms about the situation with Meg. He, he left out of that one unscathed. With the situation with the kids, they were like, man, they were trying to finesse him. He left out of that situation rather unscathed. Maybe losing a few fans in the process. But this time, dude, you're messing with your money. And I think that one thing about the baby is that he feels as if he's bulletproof. And dude, you're not bulletproof in real life and you're not metaphorically bulletproof. I really think that someone needs to sit him down and let him know, bro, be quiet. Don't say anything else because the baby is digging a grave for himself. I'm telling you, human nature is a double-edged sword. You're human, the baby, we get it. And you make mistakes. You say erroneous things. But you did not give a formal apology. You continued to fight on and stand on your BS, which did not work. You dug a deeper hole for yourself. And now you have these concerts that are canceling you. Who's to say Lollapalooza is not going to be the only concert that cancels you? And then an endorsement, you got dropped. The double-edged sword of humanity is that if you choose not to change from your actions and your circumstances, your consequences are going to grow. So I need for everybody to look at what's going on with the baby, future rappers, future media personalities out here. You have to move smart and you have to read the room and understand that you can't just say or do whatever because you the hottest rapper right now. Because people are waiting on your downfall and a lot of folks will predicate your downfall because social media does have that pull and the baby was wrong. Maybe not canceled, but the baby deserved to be paused. Like, come on, man, you, you can't do this. And it's clear that he does not have a PR team. It's clear. And whoever, listen, all the folks that want to get into PR, Maybe you slide in the baby's DMs, let them know, listen, I would love to have a free consultation call with you. I can get everything cleaned up because it takes common sense. Tell him, listen, I need you just to go on vacation, go to Mexico, you know, like go somewhere. Just sit August out. All right. Sit it out, man. Like, like let maybe 10 news cycles happen. Come back for homecoming season. Perform as homecomings. Everything will be good. Do an HBCU scholarship or something like that. Don't donate to a charity. And move on, dude. Move on. But the baby thinks he's Teflon, man. And everybody can be touched. Just saying. But I, I wish him the best. I like the baby's music. But it's been really hard to support him recently, man. I'm not going to lie to you. The Shelly Ann Fraser Price joined the three-time club. She's got a fight on her hands with the defending Olympic champion. It's all Jamaica. One, two, and three. Elaine Thompson, hurrah. 10.60, a new Olympic record. We have to show love to Jamaica. We have to show love to the black girl magic that occurred at the Olympics on this Saturday. You know, Jamaica made a huge statement. They swept the 100-meter relay, and Elaine Thompson hurrah claimed the title as the fastest woman alive. She completed the relay in 10.61 seconds, and not only is she the fastest woman alive, she's the fastest woman in history because she broke Flojo's record of 10.62. Got to pause. Got to clap for that. Because I was talking to my dad before the Olympics, and um, he said that there's not going to be anyone that's going to break Flojo's record. Well, Elaine did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Elaine did. So, um, all respect to Flojo, but man, records are meant to be broken. And, you know, that's the standard that's set. And Florence Joyner set a huge standard that a lot of black women in track 
have tried to live up to. And we have to also show love to Shelly Ann Frazier Price. She ran a 10.74 and Sherika Jackson, 10.76, Jamaica swept. So before we do anything else, we're going to show love to Jamaica. All right. But now let's get into the mess that, you know, the New York Post and a lot of folks on Twitter, you know, have done by now inserting Sha'Carri Richardson into this. First and foremost, I'm not even going to report on this one. Nicki Minaj did not diss Sha'Carri Richardson. Nicki Minaj shouted out the Jamaican track team. She shouted out Elaine, Shelly, and Sherika for sweeping the 100 meters. She did not diss Sha'Carri. Y'all are so freaking petty, man. Like, golly, like, just let Nicki live. Like, Nicki over here with her, with her, 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 her child, and she's living her best life. She's probably working on new music. Bro, leave that woman alone. She is not dissing Sha'Carri, bro. Come on. Here's my thing when it comes to social media. First of all, when people are petty. But people switch up all the time. Sha'Carri has been Sha'Carri forever. So I know for me, I learned about Sha'Carri Richardson to start the summer. Around May, June, I learned about Sha'Carri. And I learned that she was really just killing, you know, the Olympic qualifiers. And she was about to make some noise in Tokyo. So that's when I found out about Sha'Carri and I instantly became a fan because I loved her bravado. I loved her mentality and she had talent, man. She is talented. And a lot of folks were applauding her because she was she was unapologetically herself. But now those same folks that are applauding her are now dissing her and calling her cocky and arrogant, which to me just doesn't make sense. Why can't Sha'Carri be competitive? Why can't she have a competitive edge? And this goes back to what I said when I first spoke about Sha'Carri back in June. When Sha'Carri at first, you know, qualified for the Olympics and, you know, her, her, she dedicated the race to her mom and she ran up the steps at the stadium and she hugged her grandmother. It was an emotional moment for her. And she talked about, you know, putting on for her family, especially in light of her biological mother passing away. And I said that it's funny to me that people will vilify Sha'Carri for her brash confidence and just for being herself. But we apply Michael Jordan for punching teammates. And what I talked about, what I was talking about there is that we feel as if a Michael Jordan is this diehard competitor. He's going to win no matter what. And if his teammates aren't with it, he's going to get on them. We applauded that during the last dance. Now, granted, some folks were like that, that he was a bully and he was, but that's been applauded for so long from our male athletes. But Sha'Carri can't be brash and, you know, be confident in her abilities. So the Sha'Carri firestorm started when she tweeted out, miss me, you know, after she saw that Team USA wasn't placed in the 100 meter relay and the different relays that were going on. Right. So she put up, she put up, miss me yet. And a lot of folks were like, oh, she's so, she's such not a good sport. And, you know, you, you have Jamaica, they swept. And she's so evil. She's so horrible. And that's what you get for smoking that weed. Go smoke your weed and sit down. And it's like, dude, would you have said that if Tom Brady said that? He would have gotten hate. We went, oh, that's Tom Brady is a, is a champion. He's not worried about who else is going against him. Y'all literally vilify LeBron for not being that, having that killer mentality. And y'all big up recipes to Kobe. Y'all big up Kobe and Michael Jordan for having that killer mentality. Like y'all want men to be a-holes, man. Y'all want men to go out there and be like, I'm the best. And you're not going to be able to beat me. You can't stop me. We applaud that from men. But all Shakiri did was tweet three words. Miss me yet. And <laughs> Twitter was up in a storm. 
to the point where Shakira had to defend herself. And she's supposed to go on Instagram Live. I was ready for her to go on Instagram Live. I was going to report on it. And I was going to talk about it today. But I'm I'm team Shakira for sure. And I just think that is such a double standard. And it's so funny how people switch up when it's convenient. Shakira Richardson has been Shakira Richardson from the moment she stepped on that track field. She's worked her way up to where she is. And she deserves to pop her to pop her stuff. And the part that really got me and was puzzling to me is that people are now saying after they said, oh, they don't want Shakira to win. They took it out for weed. She would have dominated the Olympics. When she affirmed that, people were like, oh, she probably even made it. But let's fact check for a second, all right? Because I saw this going on. People were, you know, saying this on Twitter. So this is not an original thought. But I want to bring this up because I did my own research, okay? So let's talk about, you know, the sweep of Jamaica and how Shakira, if she ran her personal best, how she would have fit into this equation. So Elaine ran a 10.61, the fastest woman in history. Shelly Ann Frazier-Price, 10.74. We were ready for that showdown, Shakari versus Shelly. That was what everybody was boosting up, 10.74. And Sherika Jackson, 10.76. If Shakari just went out and performed the way she did in April doing the relay where she set her personal best record, 10.72. If she just did that, she would have at least gotten second place. She would have got a bronze. So people are literally out here saying now that Sha'Carri wouldn't have played. She smoked all this weed. She wouldn't have played. You're wrong. You're wrong. She If she got a 10.72, she would not have won gold, but she would have been right behind Elaine. Y'all are just talking because it's convenient, and y'all are just giving hot takes because it's the it's in the moment now. Sha'Carri only said, miss me yet. And talking about being human, she's human. I'm pretty sure that Sha'Carri watching the relay, she's probably watching it, and she wishes she was out there. She wishes that she had the opportunity to compete. So when you feel a way about something, you, you, you say something, you tweet about it. And sometimes you'll take it back. You'll feel like, man, I shouldn't have done that. But it's not like Sha'Carri went out and insulted Jamaica. She even, she even showed them love. Right after everything went down, she said, congratulations to the ladies of Jamaica for the clean sweep, powerful, strong black women dominating the sport. She showed them love for the history that they made. But y'all are painting her out to be some type of villain. All I'm saying is this. Think what you think about Sha'Carri. Do what you do. But Sha'Carri is going to continue to be successful. She's going to continue to be talented. And she's going to kill the 2024 Olympics. And she's going to be back for more, I think, what, next year? You know, in the world championships, she's gonna be back and better than ever. She's probably gonna be running like like in seven seconds. Like they like like, like they started a race, she already done at this point. Like y'all, y'all make it like that girl probably right now is training. Right now. She ain't on Twitter, she ain't doing nothing. She probably training right now as we as we do this. Cause y'all trying that girl. I'm telling you, she gonna come back and just destroy everybody. Y'all giving that girl motivation at this point. Cause I, I just I just don't I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me, but all I know is that I've not switched up on Shakari. Shakari has my undying support, and y'all see that. Y'all see who I'm riding for. If Shakari does something wrong, we'll call her out and we'll say, listen, Shakari, that was wrong. But Shakari is not wrong. Shakari should have been running in the Olympics, and it should have been her versus Elaine, but we didn't get the opportunity. And I think the worst part about this hot take culture is that why can't we celebrate Elaine? Why can't we celebrate Shelly? Why can't we, why, why can't we celebrate Sharika? without having to play into the drama and the mess. That's all I'm saying. As we're supporting Shakari, we are also showing love to Jamaica. We're showing love to them. That's black girl magic. That's black girl magic. And they're making it happen. And it's so many young black girls around the world that were inspired by that. Literally dominance. 
Y'all, y'all coined the term black girl magic. That is literally what that was on that stage. And we're not going allow going to allow any negativity to derail from that. But nevertheless, that's it for me. I just want just to end off with that. Uh, make sure to follow me at Arthur Randall B on all social media and also follow Pulse Radio 100. We have some more TikToks coming. We have some more content coming and we have a real big announcement that's going to be coming up really soon. So make sure to stay tuned for that. But outside of that, I will see you on the other side and we'll talk another week. Tap, tap, tap in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture. Sure.